This is Winning with ADHD, a podcast for parents to empower students. Build up your ADHD teens so that they recognize their own talents, creativity, and uniqueness. Get tips and tricks to help overcome executive functioning challenges. Listen to stories and experiences of what worked and what did not. Together, let's find ways to build your child's self-esteem and start winning with ADHD. And now, here's your host, Heather Walker. Hey guys, it's Heather Walker here for your Winning with ADHD podcast. We have already made it to April, which is just seems crazy and just proves that time flies. One of the things that just happened within the last few weeks is that we had to spring forward or move our clocks forward an hour where we literally lost an hour of our day. And so in that time, you either lost sleep or maybe you slept just as long as you normally would and you didn't get something else done in that hour of time. For those with ADHD, time blindness can maybe feel like that. And the fact that you lose time while you are hyper-focused on something, while you're working on an assignment, um, maybe even just getting ready to take a shower, um, every type of activity is an opportunity for more time blindness for those with ADHD. So what does that look like? And maybe what does that feel like? So a couple of examples would be that um, a person with ADHD is getting ready for school or work or to go somewhere and they're thinking, well, I'll just get one more thing done. I will um, go water my plant or I will work on my art project or I will run a load of laundry. And then it just kind of cascades until you're now a half an hour late and you haven't even left because you thought, well, I'll just do one more thing and I'll have enough time. And so that's an example of not really recognizing how long something will take or how long it will take to get somewhere um, to be able to be somewhere on time and kind of have some punctuality around it. Another example of this is just an inability to be able to identify how long something's going to take or how long you have spent on something so far. A few months ago, um, Emily had a school assignment that was an art project, and she had been working on it for a really, really long time. And Emily loves to work on her art projects. And so because of that, we don't really have to kind of fight to get her to work on them necessarily, but we have to maybe kind of channel her in on what is the assignment for the art class. So clearly there's a difference between an art project that you're working on that is just for um, a hobby versus something for an assignment. And so oftentimes she gets kind of uh, outside of the parameter of the assignment because the creativity piece picks up and she gets really excited about it and what she could do and how it could look. But then also this perfectionism piece kind of feeds into it. And so um, a few months ago in her art class, she had this assignment. She had been working on it forever, it felt like. And I was like, Emily, just remember, you have other classes and other assignments, and you're kind of starting to eat into your free time. And for her, free time is like the biggest reward of being able to just do whatever it is that she wants. And so um, she got a little upset over it. And I said, 
well, you've just spent a lot of time on this because she was arguing and saying, well, these are the requirements of the assignment. And I'm like, that's great, but you've already, you know, you need to make sure that you're channeling it in. You've got other things that need to happen. And her response was, well, the assignment says that this should take four to six hours. And I was like, yeah, and we're already at six hours. And the look on her face was just like, are you kidding me? I can't believe that I'm already six hours into this. And so it's another perfect example of time blindness is that you're working on something good and you're doing what you should be doing, but that recognition as to how much time has gone by or how long it's taken you or how long it should take you, um, that there's like this disconnect in the perception of time or a distortion distortion in um, time perception. So talking about this as a parent or a coworker or a friend, there could be a lot of situations where this could be really frustrating, especially if you are a very punctual person or an incredibly efficient or productive person, um, maybe that type A type personality. Um, these types of behaviors might be really frustrating for you because you have a very good concept of time, a recognition as to how long things are taking and an awareness as to what's happened. And while you might experience a few times of, you know, kind of getting lost in time, more often than not, that's not the case for you. And so what are some ways that we can help to um, magnify the positives here and minimize the, the negative side effects of time blindness. So let's kind of review some of the things that are the positives to somebody who has ADHD and specifically with time blindness. So the first one would be that when you have an absence of time, you're kind of in like a flow, especially when creativity and spontaneity start to kick in, it allows you to think about unique solutions to what you're working on or unique solutions or ideas around what you could do for, say, an art project or um, how you could solve a problem or a number of different things. So creativity and spontaneity is always one of those top things that those with ADHD tend to have where they just think about things a little bit differently. And I believe that the absence of that um, like awareness of time allows them to kind of focus in a little bit more on what hobby they're working on or what creative outlet they're working on or um, what project that they're trying to build or whatever. So the next one is, is hyper-focus. So this is something that can be a positive and a negative in the sense that when you hyper-focus, you really, really get into a flow on what you're working on to the point where it's really difficult to kind of step away. But what allows during this time is that you can actually get a ton of stuff done and make a lot of progress and um, be able to feel very rewarded by the efforts that you have. And for those with ADHD, this is a really, really good thing to have happen because um, feeling that reward is something that's actually hard for them. And so getting that dopamine um, burst or boost um, of being able to feel accomplished and successful in completing something or making a, a big step forward on something that they're working on. 
Um, this is also really, really good when you have a project that needs intense concentration, because when they're in this hyper focus, like pulling them away from the thoughts that are happening around that and the solutions that they're coming up with and the creative ideas that they're looking at in, in this hobby or project are really, really amazing. And so when you can really channel that, it's a really positive thing to have. Next thing is, is that they can have some quick thinking that quick on their feet um, and maybe a little bit have more ability to adapt easily in certain situations. So again, if you remove a stressor that allows for more freedom in your brain. The next one is energy and enthusiasm. So I love it when I see my daughter get super excited about something that she's passionate about. So she has several different things. Her most recent one is criminal forensics, and she's taking the medical forensics class. And she was so excited over the video she was watching and how they were learning to um, use super glue, super glue, some type of glue to be able to take fingerprints off of like a bottle or some type of um, uh, box or something like that. And she was just mesmerized over this and the energy and the excitement that she had around it was just almost infectious because it was like, that is really cool. And there's so many different things that we can learn around it. She enjoyed that class so much that it has encouraged her to go into a field of criminal forensics and be able to utilize her love for science and for her unique problem solving. I'm actually really excited for her and how that can work and potentially be an amazing career opportunity for her. So let's talk about some of the um, downsides to time blindness. The first one is poor time management, which, like I said earlier, can be a little bit frustrating for those of us that aren't experiencing it and are maybe a little bit more time um, aware. And so this um, creates a couple of different things. One, they um, are have an inability to determine time to complete. So either they think it's going to take an excessively long amount of time, which then generates a lot of overwhelm and anxiety that there's just too many steps. And so Emily has said that to me a number of different times. There's just too many things to do, too many steps. And so when you are able to break that down, you can work through that piece. The other side of it is, is that they assume that it's not going to take very much time at all. And it actually is bigger than what they think. And then that that creates um, more opportunity for procrastination. And then when you procrastinate until the very last minute, then you have a lot of stress and then there's not enough time to get it done, which causes overwhelm and anxiety as well. <laughs> the next one is um, they probably have difficulty planning their day. So what does a realistic day look like? Either they think they can get way too many things done, um, or maybe they think that because there's never enough time that they're not able to get what they need to done. So some of the ways that we can work on that is by maybe creating a visual or um, utilizing timers, external types of um, notifications or prompts, and then also being able to um, work with them to establish what is a realistic expectation. 
The next thing is, is if you outline something for the day and with all good intentions of it being a realistic um, expectation and it doesn't happen, being able to work through that and talk through it and say, you know what, sometimes we have a rough day and we're not able to get this done. And then the next day we're able to get it done easily. And so having some grace with ourselves um, about what is expected and knowing that some days we're able to produce or be more productive and other days, not so much. And that's totally okay. We're not robots, right? Um, the next one is, is just increased stress and anxiety, never having enough time, which then generates a lot of negative thoughts and feelings has a pretty negative impact on our mental well-being when we're in that type of space. Um, and so an example of that is, is somebody who's saying, I just don't have enough time to get it all done. I don't have a tough time to get it all done. And um, I've heard Emily say that a few times. I have a friend who I've heard say it a few times as well. And when you really just break it down into smaller steps and kind of bite-sized pieces um, and create an action plan around it, then they're able to kind of quickly move through it a little bit, just with a little bit of assistance. And the last one is um, impulsivity. So no track, when they when you are not tracking time, you're able to focus on new stimuli. And so this kind of could be like maybe a little bit of a negative in the side of chasing the shiny object, but it could also be on the positive side of being able to take advantage of really cool ideas or opportunities that maybe somebody who's really planned um, might miss out on. So being able to um, take advantage of opportunity that's happening right here, right now. What I love with this is that it's um, taking advantage of the now, being present in the moment, which is a really cool quality to have. The last one is difficulty with punctuality. And then, um, well, actually, I guess actually last two, um, and then difficulty with task completion. So when you have this time blindness and you're experiencing the things that we have li listed just now, you have a negative impact on your productivity. And then you start kind of this negative mental loop of negative comments about, I'm not on time. I don't show up. People are upset with me. I didn't get it done. I feel stressed, right? Like all of those types of things just creates this negative loop. So what is our role as a parent, a teacher, maybe even a coworker or a friend? I would say our role is to help create as many wins as possible. And you guys have heard me say this before, stacking wins helps build up um, positive feelings around how they show up and helping them to recognize how they have shown up in a positive way in the past. And so a couple of quotes that I came across that I thought would be really good to share is that um, from Winston Churchill, he said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is not the it is the courage to continue that counts. And so I really liked that one because I think a lot of times we have, um, all of us have kind of this black and white or zero and one type of mentality. It's either on or it's off. We are either doing this or we have completely failed. We are completely successful or we should just stop trying. And really life isn't like that. Really, it's more about 
I gave this a try. It didn't work out the way that I thought. I'm going to try again and I'm going to keep moving forward. Another one that I came across as I was looking for quotes for this podcast was by Christian D. Larson. And he says, believe in yourself and all that you are. Know that there is something inside you that is greater than any obstacle. Now, this one really spoke to my heart because I think we all encounter situations where we feel like we're not enough, that we don't have what it takes, um, or that we um, are not able to overcome a certain challenge. And so I really liked this one because I believe that this is probably something that's even more powerful for somebody who has ADHD, where so many of their situations and experiences are a negative of you didn't turn this in time. You didn't finish your work on time. You didn't um, complete this. You were off topic. You, whatever it might be. And you take all of those negative comments, um, both externally and internally, and you just start feeding them on a loop of negativity. And then you can imagine why their feelings um, or belief in themselves is really, really low. So I think that's a really good quote as well, that we look at these positives that they have from time blindness. You look at the side effects or the, the downside of having time blindness. And um, we need to work to be able to find ways to maximize the positives and the benefits of it and minimize the negativity from the side effects. So I love to stack wins. I believe that when we do that, we create the ability to have long-term success and effects on our behavior as a whole. And I believe that's for everybody. So as a parent or someone who is um, working with a person who has ADHD, that if you can recognize the small wins, verbalize those and share them with the person who has ADHD, that you both are able to improve and change and build a better relationship as you work together towards whatever goal you're seeking after. Um, so another thing for a parent um, is that I believe that it helps us remind us of the positive actions, allowing us to see future possibilities. So if you're in this space where you're like, this is really hard. I'm not the right person to be doing this. I was not meant to be their parent. Um, I don't have what it takes. One, go back to that quote. You have everything you need inside of you. But the second thing is, is that when we start feeding positivity, we breed more positivity. And our goal is to find the characteristics that create the biggest upside and really focus on the amazing, um, focus on magnifying those opportunities while minimizing the downside of the less desirable side effects. And when we look at it that way, we have a little bit of a shift in our mindset and we have a shift in how we show up and we have a shift in how we respond to situations. So if I go back to the story with my daughter and her art project, that one was a situation where, um, where I feel like it was a really good eye-opening and experience for Emily. I wouldn't necessarily say it's where I showed up in my best way, but when I said it's, yeah, we're already at six hours, it allowed for us to then kind of, kind of like circle around again and say, okay, what is our goal? 
What do we need to finish here to get this wrapped up? And then remind ourselves of the priorities that we have to be successful in multiple areas, not just in that one assignment. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you guys have a great April. We are almost to the end of the school year. If you're a parent of a student, um, hang in there. You've got this. We can do this. We can make it to the end and find success in all of those positives that they have. Winning with ADHD is brought to you by Disrupt ADHD. Head on to disruptadhd.com slash learn more.